1: Coming to you from Classic City,
2: the capital of the Bulldog Nation,
1: it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are
2: your hosts, Tyler and Charlie.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by MyBookie, where you can create a new account at mybookie.ag today using the promo code UGA, and they will double your very first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I am your host, Tyler. And back with me once again to wrap up the week with our picks of the week is my co-host, Charlie. Charlie, it was not – I mean, I don't have the official numbers because I'm not the keeper of the handy-dandy notebook. That is your job. So I don't have the official numbers. I know in my head, like, what I – think went down and I know how much money is in my account right now so I know that but do you want to give us the actual results from last week so if you know
0: how much money you won and lost mm-hmm. do and I apologize for my voice I don't feel very well
1: I I just want to give you some credit here Charlie Charlie's mm-hmm. a trooper guys started the podcast does not feel great but she would not let you down she is here being a, a tough lass
0: well I forgot what I oh no I know what I was gonna ask so you finally finished watching all the games from last weekend?
1: Um, all is a strong word, Charlie. All the big games I finished watching. I still have a couple smaller games that I might be watching a little bit later tonight. And yes, it is Wednesday night and I'm still watching these games. But that's how I do during the college football season, Charlie. Especially we have a bye week and I don't have to break down as much Florida film this week. I have next week as well. A little more time, Charlie. All right. Well, good for you. I'm going to use my time watching football.
0: All right. Well, let's dig into the numbers then. For the second time in the first seven weeks of the season, we did not have a winning
1: week, unfortunately. It's tough.
0: Uh you went seven and nine, no parlay, no upset special, join the club on that one. I week. am
1: Charlie. I'm more upset about not hitting the upset special and the parlays. I pride myself in those and I I started off hot on both those, and it's been what, about three weeks now where I've hit a cold streak on parlays and upset specials. I've gone too aggressively, so I'm going to dial it back a little bit. I tried to dial it back some last week, but I didn't dial it back enough, so I'm going to try to be a little bit more conservative with those picks, see if we can get back on the winning side this week.
0: Wait until you hear how I made my parlay this week.
1: Oh, my God. I don't, do I want to hear? Do I want <laughs> to know? I trying to
0: get creative.
1: Did you win your parlay last week? You I did, did, I think, right? I yeah? did. You win these three legs. It's smart. It's smart. That's like You're smarter than me. You're more conservative there, and you've, you've made the profit. I've lost those because it's one game every single time. There's a five-leg, four-leg always one game, and I'm tired of it, Charlie, so I'm going to go a little more conservative this week.
0: Well, do you have any other thoughts on your week last week before I move on to mine? Uh, you
1: know, I actually, believe it or not, even though I did technically on the pixel here on the show, I had a losing week, which I don't like. That, uh, that one hurts. I want to give you guys winners. Uh, but I actually ended up making a, a little bit of a profit last week, thanks in large part to a couple upset specials that I did not hand out on this show, which I think I probably should, Charlie. Like, should I just give out? all the picks I'm making. Or tweet them. Or tweet them. Yeah, I just... Some of them I'm not as confident in, so I don't want to give them out here and you guys go run to uh, my bookie and, and put that money down and they not pan out. But a lot of times, those ones I'm not confident in, they actually pan out. Like, last week was weird. The ones I was most confident like, I was really confident... That Mississippi State was going to beat Kentucky. I I I just flat got that one wrong, man. And, and I was confident that the Auburn Ole Miss was going to go under. I thought that. I mean, if you look at the betting trends, that was going to go under. They always go under. If you look at how Auburn's offense has played so far this year, we we also we saw in Athens a couple weekends ago, and then Auburn runs for three hundred yards some way somehow against that Ole Miss defense, which had been statistically better, but clearly they're not that much better. And that one went way over, Charlie. Like. like almost 100 points over like it was bad so um I missed on something I was pretty confident in which kind of shook me there a little bit but I also hit on the ones I wasn't as confident like I had uh, I took a flyer I put one unit on Stanford to upset Notre Dame not to cover the 17 to just win I, I had them to cover and to also just win outright and to win out I think it was like four plus 410 so that one paid out pretty well I also had Michigan State Against the spread, uh, plus 7.5, I also took a flyer on them to win at home against Wisconsin in a circle the wagons game, and that one paid out. So thanks in large part to those upset specials, I actually didn't lose money last week in the games I actually bet on, which is great. I love that. Also, here's why it was a great weekend for me, Charlie, even though I was 7-9 on the this, on this show, which it is what it is. It sucks. You can't win them all, but we're in bounce back this week. But it was also a huge weekend for me because you know who won last week, Charlie? Who won? Arkansas.
0: Arkansas. Yes, they did, finally.
1: You know who else also won, Charlie? I don't remember. TCU. Yes, you're right. Do you remember why this matters to me, Charlie?
0: Win totals.
1: I have the biggest win total bets of my life, preseason win total bets, on both those teams. On Arkansas to go over 6.5 and, and TCU to go over 6.5. If Arkansas were have lost that game to BYU, Charlie, I don't know. I don't know if it was going to hit. Like They were going to have to go on a run. So, big win for me there. I was like... Man, I was so freaking pumped. Watched that game late at night. Uh, TCU had to come back from 14 points, second half deficit, won in double overtime. So I was like going nuts about that game. So when those two teams won and those games hit, and on top of some of the upset specials I hit, man, I actually, even though I, it was 7-9 on my picks on the show, which not good. I'm sorry, guys. I'll do better this week. I actually feel really good about how last week went down.
0: All right. Well, I went 5-5, five and five, and I got my parlay. Did not get an upset special.
1: Still have not. So what does that mean on the season you're, what, 0-0? 0-6, 0-7 now at this point? I
0: don't, yeah. I remember the first
1: couple weeks you didn't have one because you did not understand the concept of, oh, I have to have an upset special. But we figured that out, so I don't yeah, know. That's at
0: least five weeks that I so haven't five, had one. 5 something like that, yeah. yeah. so. But the parlay made up for it, so it is what it is. I mean, that is. hits,
1: Charlie, I mean, that's, that's pretty big. That helps the weekend. That helps the pocketbook. Uh,
0: you know. All right. So running season totals, Tyler is at fifty-six and forty-two, which is fifty-seven percent. Now three and four on upset specials. God, losing
2: record. On, and three and I, mm. three
0: on weekly parlays.
2: Mm.
1: It's
0: always one team. I am at thir- actually.
1: I don't think that up there, I, th- I lost last week, so I to be three and four on weekly parlays. Okay. Yeah.
0: I'm thirty-six and thirty-two at fifty-three percent. I'm four and one on parlays. Still looking to get that first upset special. It's uh, yeah, it's now zero and six. It's zero and
1: six. Zero and six. Well, Charlie, I, I really hope you hit. That. Like combined. I'm rooting for you. But I'm com- rooting for you.
0: But combined, it's ninety two and seventy four for fifty six percent overall. Yeah. yeah, we'll take
1: that. Hey, there's still half the season left, Charlie. Like now, here's the thing. Now we've seen all these teams play, or most of these teams play multiple times. And we have at least I have a better feel. I think you do probably as well. Have a better feel for these teams. We're in conference play, so things get a little tighter. But uh, I I feel a run coming on. I also
0: root for chaos though sometimes, just for entertainment purpose. Like chaos is fun to watch, but not when it costs me money. I know, but that's it's hard for me to make picks.
1: I mean, I, fair. I get but that. But then
0: sometimes I still just want chaos, and
1: I mean, chaos is fun, and when it doesn't involve your team being the victim of chaos.
0: I also have trouble remembering my picks, even though I take a picture of my notebook and put it on my phone. So, so you're I putting can a lot of thought into it. them, clearly. But I can't. Well, no, I just I don't have my memory. I don't have that much capacity.
1: You're old. Yeah, so. that you happens right? sometimes. So Ready yeah. To get started? So not a winning week last week, Charlie. But you remember last time? We only had a losing one other time this season through seven weeks so far, as you said. You remember what happened the following week?
0: Uh, we had a great week.
1: We bounced back big. Yeah. We bounced back big, and I I feel it coming on again this week as well. So let's give let's give some more bounce back picks this week, Charlie. All right,
0: we're gonna start with the big three thirty CBS game, which is Ole Miss at LSU. Ole Miss is undefeated, ranked number seven in the nation, and first in the SEC West after Alabama lost to Tennessee last week. Lane Kiffin and his guys are having a great year so far, and it's great to watch. I love. I love Lane.
1: Yeah, I know it's great to watch because you have a crush on Lane Kiffin. It's I, okay. do. I, I do. I mean, it's okay. You can admit it. You do. And,
0: and Juice. He's so cute.
1: I now know who Juice Kiffin is. I, yeah. I looked it up after you talked about this last week. I didn't know it was a thing. I, I don't know how I didn't know it was a thing. I'd never seen it. But okay, I mean, it's yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Sure, it's a thing.
0: All right, well, Brian Kelly and his Tigers are now 5-2, and two, not currently ranked. They're coming off a win against Florida in the Swamp, which has to be a great Feeling and good for morale, so yeah, that's good. Rivalry game. LSU definitely has a home field advantage in Death Valley. That could really influence how effective the Ole Miss offense can be on Saturday with Jackson Dart at quarterback. Jaden Daniels played well against Florida and seemed to finally let it rip to the tune of 345 yards. Big, big, big day through the year. Big, big, big day through the year. Yeah. Um, the line. Sorry, I thought you said something else. What? Sorry. The line. Charlie, is get your up mind out two. of the gutter. In favor of LSU, and the point total is 64. I think it'll go over 64 because Ole Miss just doesn't have a great defense. They were looking much improved early in the season, but they still gave up 300 yards rushing and 34 points to Auburn and 28 points to Vandy.
1: Yep, their defense, statistically early in the year, it looked like they were improved. Yeah. But they also hadn't really played anybody when you looked at it closely. You peel back the layers. Now, and Auburn is still nobody. And they gave up 300 yards rushing to Auburn, 30-plus points to Auburn. And you know how a name of the Auburn offense is, Charlie. Yes. I mean, I, I, that was eye-opening for me. And it scared me for this Ole Miss football team because they have a tough stretch run coming here. Like, right. We have a tough stretch run. They have a brutal stretch run.
0: All right. Well, I'm starting this show out with a bang because my upset special is Ole Miss.
1: That's upset so special? Yep. Oh, are you taking them against? I'm not. Are taking plus two and the upset special? No, or just I'm not upset taking special? the
0: plus two. I'm just taking the upset special.
1: Okay, all right. I like it, Charlie. The point total is 64. After what I saw, and I, I try so hard to not overreact to one game, but this is also going back to what Ole Miss has been historically on defense. They looked like the Ole Miss defense of old last week. That's what they looked like. It's like, oh yeah, this is the Ole Miss defense I know and love and remember. Yeah, th- this is it. Like fun games, high scoring games. Remember the Arkansas game last year it was crazy. That's the old Ole Miss defense that we know and love. I didn't know what I was watching early in the season, so I'm, I'm gonna go over 64 on this chart. This is like a spontaneous pick. I did not have this on my in my notes here. I do not have it anywhere here. But the more I sit here and think about it, it's over. And I hear you say it out loud. 64 based off what I saw last week. Also, LSU, their offense is starting to come around somewhat. They're starting to figure out what they do well. Kayshaun Bouti is finally getting involved in the passing game. He's still, I think, one of the more talented receivers in the SEC, potential first-round type guy defensively, they were kind of like Ole Miss. They were stronger early in the season. Now they've gotten a conference play against some of these better offenses, and they've struggled to a degree, especially to stop the run, and that is kind of what Ole Miss does. They, you know, Auburn put up 300 yards rushing. Ole Miss put over, up over 400 yards rushing last week. Jackson Dart still has not gotten that passing game going, but man, when you can run the ball like that with Quinshaw Judkins and Zach Evans and Jackson Dart gets involved, they do a really good job scheming their running game. So I'm going to go over 64 in this one. I can't... I can't go with Ole Miss on the road in Baton Rouge. Although this is, a, if they're going to win in Baton Rouge, this might be one of those one of those games where they have a chance to do it. But I like the over sixty four.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about the battle for last place in the SEC East.
1: Oh man, everyone wants to hear about this. As
0: Vandy... we're going to make it short. Great
1: content. It's going to make <laughs> it short. Okay. All right, we got to talk about it. finally. Vandy okay.
0: tries to regroup after the fifty five and zero thrashing in Athens last week, and this week heads to Como to face the Missouri Tigers. The doors are three and four, while Missouri is two and four, and I don't think there will be much of a home field advantage in Columbia like they had when Georgia was there last month. Um, I mean, Georgia's used to the noise, but sure. it was louder than it had been in the past. The sports books have Mizzou winning by 14, but despite the shutout in Athens, I think Vandy has enough on offense here, and the doors will cover the 14. I'm not positive the win, but I think Vandy can cover.
1: This is like one of their opportunities, Charlie. If Danny's going to get an SEC win, this game here in in Como, what a college town! Love you, Columbia, Missouri, or South Carolina at home. I think those are the only two shots. I think those are the only two shots. And you kind of have to throw out what happened last week, Charlie, because like I mean, it's just be real. we're a weird, different level of a team, okay? They had been able to put up some points against the likes of like Ole Miss defense, not great, okay? Uh, fair to say. Put up some points on Wake Forest. Wake Forest, you know, defense, not great. I I would love, honestly, to, to see Vandy win this game. I mean, I would I, that would be great for them. That would be awesome. As much as I love Columbia, Missouri, I mean, I don't care about Missouri. I just like the city. Here's what I'm going to do, Charlie. I'm not going to take... I mean, Vandy could. You're taking Vandy plus 14? Yes. Okay, I'm I'm not going to take a side here. I'm going to take some point totals. Give me the over 51 and a half for the entire, for both teams combined, all right, the point total, over 51.5, and, and give me Missouri over 33.5. This Vandy defense is is awful, guys. I mean, we they have given up, let's see, Vandy's given up, given up at least 579 yards and at least 52 freaking points in each of their three conference games. Now, granted, those three conference games are against Georgia, Alabama, and Ole Miss, who are currently all three in the side of the top ten, so there's that, but they're just so bad, guys. We could have, we could have put up a thousand yards, like if we wanted to. I think we probably could have put up a thousand yards on them. Like maybe we would, run, we would have run out of time, but we could have put up like 700, 800 yards if we really wanted to. But Vandy's bad. Vandy's very bad. Missouri is not good on offense, though. That's my only concern here. But I think they have enough talent at home to get to thirty-four points. I think Vandy's also good enough on offense. I mean, the Missouri defense is a good, solid SEC defense. We've talked about that throughout the year. But I think the Vandy offense, despite what we saw in Athens last weekend, because, I mean, we are good on defense, guys. You have to realize that. Don't overreact to that one game. I think that Vandy can score a touchdown, a couple touchdowns, maybe get to seven, maybe to 20 points. they get to 20 points, I think this easily hits the over 51.5. So give me the over for both. The team total for Missouri, 33.5 and 51.5 point total.
0: All right, well... We all watched last weekend as Tennessee beat Bama, which dropped the Tide from 3rd to 6th place in the AP poll this week. The 17 penalties that Alabama committed last week were the most in the Saban era, breaking the record set earlier this year when the Tide committed 15 penalties against Texas. So
1: you're telling me this is an non football team, Charlie? Correct. You know that has to be killing Nick Saban.
0: Yes, I feel bad for Mississippi State having to play Bama right after they just lost, because nobody, I mean, nobody wants that.
1: It's an unenviable spot to be in.
0: I mean, I would feel bad for any team Yeah, in that spot. Uh, this is a night game, so I think the crowd will be loud, and Bama's favored by 21. Three touchdowns seems like a lot, but I think the noise will affect State. And Bryce Young and the Tide will cover the 21, and the defense will be ready to go after giving up 52 points last weekend.
1: Charlie, I'm scared of this game because I'm shook. I am shook after what I saw in Lexington, Kentucky last week and Mississippi State losing that game. I And granted, yes, Kentucky defended in a way that they're not used to seeing. They had trouble adjusting on the fly. But, I mean, if, if Kentucky put it on tape, you can imagine. I mean, Pete Golding is not a good defense coordinator. I do not have a lot of respect for him as a coordinator. I mean, even the dumbest coordinator out there can probably say, hey, that worked. Let's do that. And maybe Mississippi State suggested, but, you know, go back to 2020, guys, when everyone started dropping eight in the SEC after that opening win against LSU, the defending national champion LSU Tigers, by the way, mind you, back in 2020, and they just lit them up. Mississippi State, Mike Leach's first game, lit them up, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, well, let's just drop eight because they just want to throw the ball and they're not going to run the ball, and they couldn't adjust that year. Going into last year, 2021, they did adjust. Now they've become like a ball control offense. They take the underneath routes. They take the checkdowns. They run it more than they than Mike Leach's offenses really ever have in, in his history as a coach. But it takes them a little while to adjust to these things. So I don't have a lot of faith in them, with them to adjust right away to this. I still think that Mississippi State's a good football team. Like I know they lost Kentucky last weekend in Lexington in a night game. I I know that. I think if they play Kentucky 10 times, I, I think that... State would win six of them, maybe seven of them, but I'm just kind of shook, man. Like my confidence is shook on 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 having this team pinned down. So I'm gonna lay off this, Charlie. If I had to put anything down on this, here's what I would do: I would just put, I would take a flyer, put like half a unit on Mississippi State to win the game outright. I think it'd pay out like what was it? I think it was like five. 21 21-pointer, or I think it was like 500 something. So if you put just a little bit of cash down, you'd get a nice little return there. But I'm just staying away from this game. I don't. I mean, Bama's almost certainly gonna win. I'm just. I don't know. I I think Mississippi State's a good team, but you're right. After what happened last weekend in Knoxville, how does Bama respond? Are they angry? Are they just gonna quit? Because this is a different Bama culture. Just seems the vibes are off, Charlie, with the penalties, undisciplined play. I I just don't know what to expect in this game. So I'm just I'm backing off. Nothing. Nothing for me.
0: Okay. Well. Talking about Texas A&M and South Carolina. Both teams had bye weeks last week. Texas A&M is coming off a heartbreaking loss to Alabama two weeks ago. And the Gamecocks are coming off a huge win against Kentucky. South Carolina definitely has a home field advantage with this being a night game in Columbia. It can get super loud there. It can. Um, And Shane Beamer seems to have his kids pumped up each week, even though he kind of annoys me.
1: He's cringy. Um, I'm not a Shane Beamer guy.
0: The Aggies are favored by three, but I'm not sure what's going to happen in this game. So, I wasn't going to touch it, but...
1: Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh.
0: I think both teams could win, but I'm going to take Carolina to cover the oh, three.
1: Ooh. taking the Cops. And I think
0: potentially they could win, but I don't want to put money on it.
1: I mean, they could easily win this game. I mean, I don't think that would be a bad upset special pick at all. I mean, I really don't. Because the fact is, Charlie, at least my opinion, it's not a fact, my opinion is that neither team is especially good. Both teams are coming off buys. Which is, which is nice for both teams. It doesn't really give either team an advantage here. And look, we know the issues with a We know, in general, the offense is just not good. It's antiquated. It's behind the times. Quarterback play has been a big issue, has been the big issue. But I think maybe, and we don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out this weekend. I think maybe they started to find something against Alabama. They started to move the ball better late in that game when they had to. And I, I think Evan Stewart and Moose Muhammad at receiver, those guys are legit. The problem still is quarterback, but with Haynes King, I think the ceiling is higher with Haynes King than it is with Max Johnson. We know who Max Johnson is. Max Johnson is a game manager extraordinaire. He's very good at that. He's not going to lose you a game, but he is not going to go out there and play at an extraordinarily high level and win you a game. You're not going to win because of him. You just kind of win with him. Haynes King is a guy that has the talents. Maybe he can be a guy that can help you, like you win because of him. He just can't, he hasn't been that guy consistently. He has not been. But you can see the physical tools, the upside is there. It's just a matter of tapping into it. So they build up, do they build off what they did against Alabama during the bye week? I think there's a chance they do. And defensively, AM just has better defensive talent. Like it's not even close. from a talent standpoint, they're really young, but they are extraordinarily talented on that side of the ball. And honestly, Charlie, for me, I just, it comes down to this for me. I don't trust Spencer Rattler in this spot. He's just not a good quarterback, Charlie. He's not even an average quarterback. He's just not good. He's just not good at what he does. He's not even close to the five-star guy that everyone thought he was going to be. So give me A&M minus three on the road. I'm also going to throw another bet in here on this one, Charlie, Give me Texas A&M over 23 and a half. Since when is the South Carolina defense getting that much respect? I know the A&M offense has been very bad most of the year. But again, I think they started to find a little something, a little bit of confidence late in that Bama game. I mean, South Carolina guys, they're getting up 35.3 points per game in conference play. So give me A&M to get to 24 plus. I like that. I feel That's probably a couple unit play for me right there. I like A&M over 23 and a half.
0: Okay, well that takes us through the SEC. Do you want to do a break? SEC games, absolutely. And then when we come back, we will I'll let you start with some picks. We'll uh, we'll open the
1: field up, right? All right, so my bookie guys, you know what's up. My bookie, they have been so good to me for so many years now, and I keep telling you guys that, and I know a lot of you have listened to me and you have jumped in on my bookie and you've created new accounts and you jumped in there and you've taken advantage of our promo deal and gotten a hundred percent bonus on your first deposit. But it's been so successful, so many of you have done that, that my bookie has kept this deal going for all of you who have not jumped in on this yet for the rest of the season. I know that, guys, like we're about halfway through the season. I mean, right at can we say this is halfway through, through the season, Charlie, the regular season? That's where we are, right? you got yeah. the bowl season. So there is still a ton of football left to play, guys. College football. Hey, if NFL football is your thing, that goes on for, like, ever, for an infinity time. I mean, I don't know how long that goes. February, forever. So there's time, guys. Make... Sure to take advantage of this deal while you can. I know we didn't give you all the winners we usually do last week, but just like the first time we had a losing week, we bounced back with a huge week the next week, and that's exactly what we are doing here. We're hitting what 50, what'd you say, 57% Charlie, on the season? So we are winning you money every single week. All you gotta do is go to my bookie, sign up for a new account today, use the promo code UGA. And they will double that first deposit, and you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
2: You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to LipsandAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com.
0: All right. Well, you, how many picks do you have? Oh, a
1: lot. I mean, muchos,
0: I only have six left.
1: You have six left?
0: I didn't see a you lot are... I wanted to put money on. Okay. And I also didn't have as much time because we're having to record this earlier. Yeah.
1: By the way, guys, if this is not a good week, it's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great week. But once again, we're having to record early because of Charlie's schedule. We're recording this on Wednesday. So I had to do my uh, my research a lot earlier than normal, which is okay. We've done this a couple times and that's actually worked out well for us. But just throwing that out there. All right. So you want me to give you a couple? Sure. So we did the SEC stuff. Let's go go all right let's go to the thursday night game charlie i hope everyone's listening to this by the time this is out there i i've I've actually been good on thursday nights charlie i I had a big one started off the week on a a good note with west virginia to beat that's another one that helped me i had west virginia plus i think it was like three and a half i also had west virginia to win that game outright at home and both it great awesome won some money there but uh, i'm gonna go to another thursday night game oh charlie do you know who's playing on thursday night
0: I saw it and it left my brain as you asked.
1: It probably left your brain because you're like, oh, disgusting. You don't think about that anymore. It's uh, it's Georgia Tech and Virginia, Charlie. Georgia Tech and Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I also watch it because I mean, it's college football and that's what I do. Tech guys is dead last in the ACC in points per game. Seventeen points per game in conference play. All right, Virginia. I mean, actually, not conference play. Overall, they're averaging seventeen points per game. My bad. Virginia, man. Not much better. Thirteenth in the ACC, seventeen point eight points per game. So when you look at that, where am I going here, Charlie? You have a guess here where I'm going? Uh, maybe. I'm clearly going with the under here, Charlie. These two teams cannot score. The under is four, The the point total is forty-seven. Give me under forty-seven. Georgia Tech in Virginia Tech doesn't have a lot of playmakers, and what Tony Elliott the former Clemson offense coordinator, has done to Brennan Armstrong in this Virginia offense is borderline criminal. This was the most fun offense to watch in all of college football when Robert and I was running this offense. And you know where Robert and I is now, guys? Well, if you haven't been paying attention, he's at Syracuse. And what is Syracuse doing? Oh yeah, they're winning a lot of football games because he has a quarterback in Garrett Schrader that's a lot like Brennan Armstrong and he's doing all those fun, cool, awesome things they did with Brennan Armstrong. He's just doing it now up in upstate New York. So Tony Elliott, dude, like, I mean, not it, man. This is not what you should be doing with this offense. I know that you're trying to establish your culture, but at some point we always say what's the mark of a good coach? A guy that fits his scheme to his personnel, not forcing his personnel to fit his scheme. That's what he's trying to do right now, and it is a disaster for them. Their offensive line is terrible. Virginia, I mean, it might be the best it might be the worst offensive line in, in all the power five. It is very, very bad. It was basically everybody off that line from last year. So this is an ugly, ugly, ugly Thursday night game. But I love college football so much that I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna point and laugh at Georgia Tech. I actually hope Virginia wins this game, but I feel far more confident in the under here. It's gonna be the under 47. Speaking of Syracuse and Robert Anai, Charlie, this is a very under-the-radar big game in the ACC. Clemson in Syracuse. Syracuse is traveling down to the upstate, traveling to Clemson, and this is a game featuring the number one scoring defense in the the ACC versus the number three scoring defense in the ACC, but it's not the order that you would think these two teams would come in. It's actually Syracuse, guys, who is number one in the ACC in scoring defense, giving up 13.2 points per game. Clemson coming in at Number three, giving up 19.7 points a game. So two good defenses. Now, Syracuse, there's some context here. Syracuse has not played as tough of a schedule as Clemson, so there's that. But bottom line is two really good defenses here. That's why I'm taking another under. Give me the under 50 in the Clemson-Syracuse matchup. Statistically, these teams are very similar, whether it's offensively, defensively. They're number three, number four in the ACC and scoring offense. But uh, offensively, I think the talent is closer than you would think. I don't think Clemson's as talented offensively as they have been in years past defensively though Clemson has far more talent but they do have some issues in the back end so the question becomes is Syracuse equipped to exploit those issues and will they have the time to exploit them with that dangerous Clemson pass rush in their front seven I really want to take a side in this game. It's 13 and a half right now. Clemson favorite by 13 and a half. I want to take Syracuse. If, I'm going to be watching this one closely. If it gets to 14, 14 and a half, I am jumping on Syracuse, but it's not there yet. So I'm going to go with the under 50. I'm more confident there. I don't think either one of these teams are going to light up that scoreboard, so I feel good about that. It's probably a couple unit, probably a two to three unit play there for me, the under 50 Clemson-Syracuse.
0: All right. Um, I have that also. Clemson-Syracuse under 50.
1: Not buying DJ Ungalale, Charlie? No. Can you say it for me? Can you say that last DJ
0: name? DJ Ungalale.
1: Close. Very close. Lele. You're, uh, we'll give it. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It's better than last year. I don't know what you were trying to say last year. <sighs> Uy- Progress. Agalilla. I don't even know what you were doing. All right. So you're not, not putting your faith in him. He's playing much better this year, Charlie. He's playing yeah. much better.
0: Yes. Yes, he is.
1: Still doesn't have a ton of weapons. I this freshman, Antonio Williams. M- might be the answer to what they need offensively, but... They are better offensively. They're still just not great on that side of the ball. And the, I think the Syracuse defense is legit because it's been legit for a couple of years. And I think this uh, this under is going to hit. All right, my turn again. You going again? Uh, you can go. All right, I'm going to go to the Big 12 here. i got a couple of principal plays in the Big 12, guys. I'm going to go Kansas-Baylor over 59 points. Baylor's giving up 34 points per game in conference play. Kansas is giving up 36 points per play in conference game. Charlie, I, I could be wrong here. But Baylor and Kansas are in the same conference, correct? Yes. All right. So if one's given up 36, one's given up 34 points per game. I'm, You know I'm bad at math. I think that's 70 points, right, Charlie? Yeah. So to me, this is a no-brainer. I don't know why this point total is as low as it is. is. I'm. This is one of those things that also kind of might scare me away because like, well, does Vegas or do something I don't know? Like, what do they know I don't know? Is this is like way too low for a Big 12 game featuring these two teams that are each giving up more than 34 points per game in conference play, the Baylor offense is hitting its stride. It's all about protection, you know. I, I thought that Blake Shapen was the best option for Baylor last year when he came in as a backup quarterback when Gary Bohannon went down. But I still kind of thought he was more of a game manager type player. But the more I watch him, the more I like him. I think he can deal. He can deal when he's given time. It's just a matter of you give him time. If you don't give him time, he'll throw the ball and make mistakes. But, I mean, he, he can put the ball in the right spot. He reads defense as well. He's a good quarterback. He can be a playmaker when given time. Um, he's got a couple of young explosive playmakers around him. The Kansas offense, I know they're working with a backup quarterback in, in Jason Bean, but it really hasn't slowed down without Jalen Daniels. So I feel, I mean, guys, this is, a, this is probably a three to four unit play for me. I'm probably going to go really heavy on Kansas Baylor over 59. Hopefully that one will pay off for me.
0: All right. Let's stay in the Big 12, and I'll share one for a second. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma state, Do Oklahoma state on lost last weekend.
1: They did. To TCU. Let's TCU. go. more Frogs! Come on.
0: So uh, I don't know. The spread is six. I'm going to take Texas minus six. I think they're playing pretty well.
1: Texas is the better team. The more talented team. The only thing that holds me up is it's in Stillwater. It could be a tough place to play.
0: Yeah, but...
1: The fans are, like, right up on you.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, but Texas
1: is a better team, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's why I picked I, up. I don't
1: hate... I, honestly, I I wanted to take a side in this game, because it's one of the bigger games of the weekend. But just the home field aspect of this. And Oklahoma State, they've been really, really, really good against the spread going back to last year. I mean, they, they, especially in, like, these big-time top-10 matchups, they've been really good. But, I like you said, Texas is the more talented team. So I just... I'm staying away from... The side here. I'm staying away from the total. I'm staying away from this game entirely. In fact, I just I don't know. I don't know what to think about this one. That one's kind of throwing me for a loop. So I'm just gonna stay away. Again, I'm trying to be a little bit more conservative this week. Trying to get back on the winning track here. I really want to put some money on that one, but we're gonna we're gonna back off. All right. So Texas minus six for you. I'm gonna stick. You know what? Let's let's stick in the Big Twelve. I got another over, Charlie. It's another principal play, guys. Honestly, I think if you took the over every week in the Big 12, you'd make a lot of money. Like, Is that fair to say, Charlie? I mean, these games are just fun to watch. They just Probably, seem to almost yeah. always go over. Unless it's, unless it's Iowa State. If Iowa State's playing, Kansas State's playing, might not go over. But outside of that, I mean, these games are going over. So I got Texas Tech, West Virginia, over 65.
0: I'm going to watch it this weekend, and I'm going to laugh if they all go it. I under.
1: swear to God, if they do, I'm just going to quit. I'm, I'm going to quit like it's just whatever it's it's not gonna happen though charlie it's, we're gonna win this week every time i watch west virginia play i come away thinking man this is a good team like even when they lose i'm like i think west Virginia's pretty good man and the thing is i say the same thing about texas tech like even when they lose I'm like i think texas tech is like actually a pretty good football team they've gone with the freshman quarterback baron morton who played really well last week uh or i guess two weeks ago they had come off a bye week against oklahoma state they you know it's it's heavy horizontal passing game they run with a lot of tempo they throw the ball all the time but this Texas Tech team is a very dangerous football team they aren't a good football team they're dangerous in that they could actually be any of the best teams in the Big 12 on any given day because they're just that they can be that explosive but the thing about Texas Tech is they can't stop anybody and I think you can say the same thing about West Virginia I mean West Virginia actually can say that more about West Virginia they're dead last in yards per play allowed in the Big 12, 6.12 yards per play. Texas Tech is 5.55 yards per play. West Virginia is going to 44 points per game in the Big 12. Texas Tech is up 37.3 in the Big 12. Um, West Virginia is weird, man. Like, they're really good against the run. Their defensive line is actually good. But Texas Tech doesn't run the ball. It doesn't matter. They're, they're last in the Big 12 in rush attempts per game. The matchup to really watch here is the West Virginia pass defense. They are dead last in yards per attempt allowed. Tech happens to be number one in the Big 12 in passing yards. So not a good matchup for West Virginia. And that doesn't matter. I'm not taking West Virginia in this game. I'm taking the over. It's great. It's a great matchup for the over. Both teams can can score. Both teams are averaging over 32 points per game in conference play. Tech likes to run with a lot of tempo, which creates more opportunities, more possessions. So give me the over 65 Texas Tech West Virginia. It's another one I feel good about, Charlie. Another principal play.
0: All right. You want to share one more?
1: Yeah, I'll give you one more. Do you have any
0: more in the Big 12?
1: Big 12. Big 12. No more in the Big 12. That okay, was it. Okay, then I'll that was share
0: good. my... Uh, you got yeah. a Big 12 game? I have Kansas State at TCU. Mm-hmm. I picked this one for you. Yep. I'm taking TCU.
1: That was minus. another late ad for me last week. I, I didn't put that on the show, but I bet on TCU to win, and they. I'm they paid to off take
0: for me. TCU minus three and a half, so I can get on your TCU train. And TCU.
1: I need all the all the love I can vibes. get, Charlie. I need the vibes. I Need the yeah, vibes. I need so the vibes. TCU
0: minus three and
1: a half against Kansas. I, TCU can and they're at home. They can win this game, Charlie. If they win this game, my win total hits. The next game TCU wins, my win total hits, and that is God beautiful, beautiful to say out loud. Kansas State's good though, Charlie. I think honestly, I think Kansas State TCU. That's might be the two best teams in the Big 12. I think Kansas State, TCU, Texas, and Oklahoma State are the four teams in that conversation to get make it to the Big 12 title game. This could be uh, a first matchup between these two teams. They have a rematch in the Big 12 title game. It could certainly work out that way. Man, I want to put I want I want to put money on this one, Charlie. But I already have money on it with TCU and that win total. So I'm going to stay away because Kansas State is a dangerous team. But man, I'm going to be pulling hard for the Horn Frogs. I'm with you on that one. All right, I'm gonna go. Um, let's go. Let's go to some American Conference play. Let's go Houston. Another team I have a win total on. Not as not as big of a win total bet, but a win total bet nonetheless. I'm gonna go Houston minus three at Navy. This is another principal play, guys. I'm big on teams coming off buys when their opponents are not also coming off buys. I think I got big on that when I was growing up as a kid and we always had to play Florida, and we never had the bye week going in that game, and they did, and they always beat us, and, I, and I'm sure a lot of times they just had better players, right, but in my mind, it's like, man, they freaking cheated, they always have the freaking bye week, and now we've rectified that, we fixed that, and it's great, so maybe it goes back to that, I don't know, but I'm big on teams coming off bye weeks, it doesn't always pay off, but more often than not, it does, so Houston's coming off a bye, and I will admit, Houston has frustrated me Beyond words, beyond words, all season, guys, because they have they are so much more talented than they've been playing. They've had a lot of locker room issues and just some toxic culture kind of seen things going on behind the scenes. Not great, not great, but maybe, just maybe, those thing those kind of toxic issues are things of the past because they pulled off a miracle, nineteen point fourth quarter comeback two Fridays ago at Memphis. I stayed up late watching that game. And going crazy about it. Because, yes, I mean, if they would have lost the game, my win total bet was done. It was over. Finito. Out. Terminado. But they won. They came back, miraculously got an onside kick, like a perfectly executed onside kick. It was incredible. And they scored uh, with a couple seconds left to win that football game. And that's the kind of thing that can kickstart a team, get that momentum going, fix any kind of locker room issues that you might have. So I'm hoping all that is true. And the, that win total bet is currently, as of right now, still alive. But they can't lose this game. Navy is playing a lot better this year. They gave SMU all they could handle last Friday. Watching triple option is fun. Here's another reason why this bye week's important, guys. When you're playing a triple option team, having a bye week going into that game is very, very important because it gives you more time to rep and prepare and practice for those cup blocks and getting your eyes in the right place. So I feel really good about this one. And I, God, I feel weird saying that because I haven't felt good about Houston really since like week one. So I don't know, but I, I do feel good. Give me Houston minus three at Navy.
0: You want to take one more?
1: Sure. Um, all right, let's go. Um, whiteout conditions, Charlie. Whiteout conditions in Happy Valley as the Minnesota Golden Gophers are traveling to Penn State. You know, normally they have a much bigger game, but you know, this is a this is a byproduct of the Fox Big Noon kickoff because Penn State want to have Ohio State as their whiteout game because they have them at home this year, but. That was optioned as the big new kickoff game, so you can't do a wideout when it's daytime. I mean, they've done it in the past, but no, it works better at night. So this is the wideout game. Penn State got shellacked. They got smacked around by Michigan. It was just brutal. But Minnesota has let me down. I thought Minnesota might be the team to beat in the Big Ten West. Um, not, I mean, Mo Ibrahim, their running back, is really, really good. He got hurt for a couple of games. Tanner Morgan has been up and down at quarterback, with Kurt Schirach coming back as offensive coordinator. Um, last week was a down week for him, guys. He was 4 of 12 for 21 yards in the fourth quarter before he got knocked out of that game. I think with maybe a potential concussion issues. Is what it sounds like. They're playing at Coy, but that's certainly what it sounds like, reading between the lines. So he might not play in this game. If he doesn't play in this game, Penn State, I mean, Penn State minus four, I think, is stealing money. But even if he plays, does it matter? I mean, this guy was, again, 4 of 12 for 21 yards against Illinois. Now, Illinois' defense is really good this year. Illinois, it might win the Big Ten West. Them or Purdue, probably, are the two favorites at this point. But I think Penn State's a good team. Penn State's a good team. They're just not an elite team. So when they play elite teams like Michigan and Ohio State in a couple weeks, they're not going to fare all so well. Minnesota is not an elite team, guys. Minnesota is a solid team, a good program. But at home, whiteout conditions, maybe no starting quarterback in Tanner Morgan. Give me Penn State minus four. I think this is easy, easy money. Charlie, this is another one. It's a couple-unit play for me.
0: All right, you just mentioned Illinois. Side note, Mm -hmm. Brett Bielema, Big 12 Coach of the Year. I think he has to be. Yeah.
1: At this point, I mean, there's no other option. Good for him. Very, I mean, seriously, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, before we move on, we've got a lot more picks to give you here. I just want to remind you about our friends at Alumni Hall. This selection at Alumni Hall at all times is unmatched, guys. Trust me on that. I'm in there plenty. I can tell you from experience. But I actually just got an email today. I haven't been in there this week. I'm going to try to make it in there on Friday. But I got an email from my friends there and uh, just gave me an update on some of the new things that they've got in stock. So on the men's side, got new Nike hoodies, new Nike crew necks, T-shirts brand new comfort color t-shirts. Gonna have a Columbia full zip fleece jacket, a couple pullovers, some PFG button-ups and PFG hooded pullovers, Southern Tide quarter zips and full button-ups. I might have to check that out. Got a bunch of kid stuff in, some youth jerseys, women's Columbia pullovers, all sorts of stuff to get you guys ready for the cooler temperatures. I don't know where you guys live, but here in Athens, it's been uh, it's been chilly this week. It's been fall, baby, and I love it. I love every second of it, but when it's fall, it also means you got to have some warmer clothes. And it looks like all the cool Georgia gear is coming in at Alumni Hall, all the fall apparel. So make sure to check that out today. And when you do, you will rack up points on your Alumni Hall Hall Pass Rewards Program, where when you spend $150, you get $10 towards future purchases. You, rack, you can rack that up real easily, guys. And it's a great deal. There's no other retailer out there that's offering you anything like that. So when you're ready to buy some Georgia gear, trust me, Alumni Hall,
2: Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads dot com. Um, I have one pick in the Big
0: Ten. Uh Purdue at Wisconsin. Love it. I'm going to take, I think we're taking opposite sides here. No, we are, I'm oh, are taking we? Wisconsin are we? minus two
1: and a half. Oh, hate it. Yeah. You're taking with the Badgers? Yeah. Minus two and a half? Yeah. Should I not? I mean, no, do what you want. I mean, it's at home. Madison's a tough place to play. Jump around, right? Yeah. A lot of people wearing overalls. That's one Lots of the things that of they schools do. schools
0: overalls Yeah, now, I know, but like they- And I don't like
1: it. I do not, I'm not an overall guy. Sorry for people who are. I'm just not. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, so I, you're going to take Purdue. Oh, not only am I taking Purdue, Charlie, I'm taking it. I'm just going to tell you. I was going to say this for later. Purdue wins outright upset special, plus 113. I told you guys I'm taking, taking this a little bit more conservative this week. Um, Was, was it 2.5 or is it 3?
0: I saw it at th- no, 2.5. I've seen
1: it at 3 in certain places, but I think my bookie right now is at 2.5. I'm probably going to wait and see if it gets to 3 before I put the money down on it. But I'm going to bet on this game. I think Purdue is just a better football team, Charlie. I mean – you know, give me, give me Purdue plus two and a half and upset special. Purdue's a better team, really basically everywhere. They're better at quarterback, they're better at receiver. Charlie Jones has been like just a revelation for them. A guy who did nothing for Iowa. It tells you how bad Iowa is offensively. They have no idea what they're doing. He comes to Purdue and instantly. He's like a superstar receiver, great punt returner. They're better on defense, which is weird to say because Wisconsin is always good on defense under Jim Leonard, but this year they lost a lot of guys. They don't have all those same players, and Purdue is actually statistically on almost every category better than Wisconsin defensively. So better quarterback, better defense, better receivers. The only thing Wisconsin has going for them in this game is it's in Madison. That's a tough place to play. Granted, jump around, all that. Very tough place to play, but I don't know if that's enough to overcome all the advantages that Purdue has in this game, being better really everywhere, except for maybe running. Braylon Allen is a better running back, so I'll give Wisconsin the edge at running back, but outside of that, I mean, I don't think I'm giving Wisconsin the edge on any matchup here, so give me Purdue. I'm honestly...
0: Surprised? Now you're talking me out of it?
1: I'm not I'm not trying. I'm not, I
0: can't change it. I already down. You, right
1: you can change anything you want. It's not set no. in stone yet. Not until we like click stop and we upload the episode. No,
0: I'm saying. All right, all right.
1: I, I appreciate your your principles yeah. here. I, I, I think Purdue, I mean, honestly, two and a half. It's another one of those games, though. It's like, what does Vegas know? What do these people know that I do not know? Because I've watched both these teams play, and my eye test tells me Purdue is far better. Statistically, they're far better. I mean, two and a half. So basically, they're saying that they think that it's basically a pick. Wisconsin's getting three points as as the home team here. I just think Purdue's a better team. I don't I don't think it's close to a pick. I mean, if it's a neutral side game, I'm taking Purdue all day long. And Purdue does Purdue does not win a lot in Madison because usually Wisconsin's better. But I don't think that's the case this year. I think it's a prime chance for them to go into Madison get a win in a place they don't win often at. And I think they're gonna be ready for this. I think they're gonna be pumped up for it. I think they want it. And I think I mean Purdue's got visions of of Indianapolis in their eyes right now. So. I think Purdue is going to go in there and win this game. I don't know if I'm going to say easily, but I feel confident in it. We'll see. I was really confident in Mississippi State last week too, Charlie. And that one, like, woof yeah. Bad, not good.
0: Well, that's all my picks. I have well, no, that's not all of my picks. I have two in the big twelve. Not the big twelve, the pack twelve. Pac twelve, you may give a
1: couple more. So well, yeah, go ahead and, and
0: give a few. I have,
1: I have about four or five more. All mm-hmm. right. You mentioned in pack twelve. Let me go. Um Oregon UCLA over sixty-nine and a half. This is the Chip Kelly Bowl coming back to his old stomping grounds and Eugene. Top ten matchup, Charlie. Top ten matchup in the Pac 12. Oregon guys, I know that we shut them out. Man, they have been on fire Fire offensively since that game. They're averaging 46 points per game in Pac-12 play. UCLA is averaging 42 points per game in Pac-12 play. These are two up-tempo teams. What does that mean? It means there's gonna be a lot of possessions, a lot of opportunities to score points. Oregon is also giving up 30 points per game in conference play. UCLA is giving up 27 points per game. Two high-powered offenses to average at best defenses right now. I think that's a clear recipe for this. I know 69 and a half is a lot of points. But I mean, watching these two teams play with the past couple of weeks. And looking at how productive these offenses have been, and how kind of okay, averageish their defenses have been, I, I I'm willing to put down the, the bet, the over bet here on 69.5. So give me Oregon UCLA over 69.5. And,
0: and I have this game on my card as well. Who knew Bo Nix could be this Bo Nix? Consistently.
1: Bo Nix is actually like Bo not, not terrible. Not like, terrible. He's not ter- for the first time in his life as a college quarterback, he is not terrible. He's uh kind of good.
0: Yeah, who knew? Because they're
1: using him how he should have always been used, as I was saying for years, and I never understood why they didn't. But, yeah, good for him, I guess.
0: Um, I am taking the spread on this one. I'm taking UCLA plus six.
1: I am not Oregon. taking the side. I, I wanted to take Oregon because I want them to be good. It makes our win look better. But UCLA really impressed me by beating Utah a couple weeks ago. They're better than I thought they were. Because early the season, they barely beat South Alabama with a late field goal. Now, South Alabama is a pretty good G5 team. But – Yeah, UCLA is capable of going in there and winning that game. So I am not going to take a side here. I'm just going to go with the over 69.5. That's what I'm confident in.
0: All right, what's next?
1: All right, I'm going to go. Do I have anything else in the Pac-12? I do. Let's go to another Pac-12 game here while we're there. I'm going to go to Cal. Let's go to Berkeley. Washington is visiting the Golden Bears. I got Washington minus seven. I'm going to keep this one very simple for you guys. Cal? I don't know if you saw this last week. You probably didn't because you probably weren't watching a lot of Cal football. Cal just lost to Colorado. Now, why does that matter? Well, it matters because Colorado is um, probably the worst team in all of Power 5 football this year, guys. I think they're worse than Northwestern. I think they're worse than Vanderbilt. I think that they are worse than... Let's see who else is really bad, Charlie. Um, Boston College is not good. They're worse than Boston College. Rutgers is actually pretty decent this year. They're they're bad. They are the worst team that I have seen play. I watched them play, guys, because I watched them play week one because TCU was playing them week one, and I had that win total bet on TCU, so I was big into that game. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible, and somehow they beat... Cal so again you don't want to overreact to one game but this is kind of what Cal is Cal is not a great football program I cannot believe that Justin Wilcox stayed there and did not take the Oregon job that's who they wanted the head of Dan Lanning and he's a he's an alumnus and I cannot believe he did not take that job to stay at Cal it's crazy it's weird I don't know I don't know but um, Washington is not as good as they were they look like they were early in the season but they're still a good football team they can, they can score points which Cal struggles to do so it's gonna be Washington minus seven on the road in Berkeley
0: do you have any other Pac-12 I plays? I got three
1: other plays, no, uh, nothing else in the Pac-12.
0: No, okay. I, uh, my I last, got two other
1: plays, actually, sorry.
0: My other play, my last play, Arizona State plus three at Stanford.
1: I don't hate that. Stanford coming off the big win on the road. They
0: they beat Notre Dame. That's
1: a 17-point underdog. Finally. Won me some money. Thank you, cards.
0: But yeah, I think Arizona State plus three.
1: Arizona State came off that win a couple weeks ago. Arizona State's come off a bye week. Yep. And that's the principal play for me. I like that, Charlie. I actually really like that. Do I want to take that? No, I'm going to let you have that one. I'm going to let you have that one. Um, All right, I'm going to go to the ACC here. Give me Duke plus nine at Miami. Miami is talented. But they still have holes in their roster. They're still inconsistent. They're still trying to establish their culture. They went up seventeen nothing last week on the road at Virginia Tech. I told you guys last—I mean, I was mad. At, I was mad at Miami. It's one of the games I lost. I had Miami minus seven. They won by six. They were up seventeen nothing, Charlie, and they did not score. They scored three more points. I think they went twenty to fourteen. And there's just something missing there. Tyler Van Dyke is improving. He's getting back on track. They still have a ton of playmakers around him defensively. They're they're up and down at times. Duke is I mean, Miami clearly has more talent than Duke but Riley Leonard at quarterback is going to be a good player for Duke he's a guy that can throw the football around the yard he rushed over 100 yards in North Carolina last week he is a dual threat guy and like a true dual threat guy can make plays with his arms and his legs not just one of these guys that can run but can't actually throw it he can do both of them now Duke has issues on defense they do but I mean it's like Miami's home games Charlie it's a sleepy environment no I mean are it are there going to be more than 12 people there for a Duke-Miami game? Probably not. I mean, they, I think it will be honestly lucky to get like 5,000 people in the stands for this game. So it's not really any home field advantage there. And that sleeping environment can, can sometimes work against a home team. So I think Duke, coming off a close loss to North Carolina in the rivalry game, can come in and keep it close enough to cover the nine against Miami. I got one more. Are you out? I'm done. You're done. All right, I'm going to go one more here. Um, another team I have a win lawn on, another, not as big as TCU and uh, Arkansas, but still another big, pretty big one. I got BYU traveling across country to Liberty. Now, I'm glad this is not a noon game. If it was a noon game, I don't think I would do it, but it's a 3.30 game. It's a little bit more time to sleep there. Give me BYU minus 6.5. If it's under a touchdown, I like BYU on the road here. BYU's defense is very bad. They are not a good defense. They're just giving up points left and right, whether it's Utah State, whether it's Arkansas. I mean, it's just Arkansas was doing whatever they wanted to, to, well, I think 52 points, which, hey, I was all about. I mean, I know I had a win total bet on both those, but I have more money on Arkansas, so I definitely want Arkansas to win. I think BYU's schedule down the stretch is, is lighter than Arkansas's, and it starts now. So BYU needs to beat Liberty. They have all of their receivers back. Puka Nakua is back and he went over 100 yards last week. Jaron Hall has been lighting it up all year. It's just their defense. Their defense is bad. Their defense is not stopping anyone. Had, I think they were number two in the country in returning defensive production, so I thought they would just naturally be a little bit better just by improvements, but it hasn't really happened. I guess maybe they're marginally better, but they're still not good. The thing is, Liberty is still working with backup quarterbacks. Charlie Brewer's been out for a couple of weeks with an injury. He's still out. Liberty's been working with two different guys at times. So I, I'm liberty to be up for this game, for sure. This is a weird matchup. For like the Mormons versus like the the ultra-Christians. It's a weird matchup. Yeah. Weird matchup here. But I've got BYU minus six and a half. Maybe a little bit of wishful thinking. I'm not going heavy on this one because it is a cross-country road trip. But give me, uh, give me the Cougs minus six and a half. As long as it's under a touchdown, I like that line.
0: All right. Well, you have your upset special... I, purdue, I i i so i have a couple that. My,
1: oh. so i up purdue is my number one upset special okay okay but you know last week i felt bad because i wanted some money on some upset specials that and my guys for those of you who maybe knew this show when i say upset special i mean we're betting on teams that are underdogs to win outright okay so i won you know i, I bet on stanford outright just put a small little wager on them and it paid off big because it was you know big juice there uh same thing with michigan state so i want to give you guys some other games that i'm looks like I'm, I think right as of right now, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to, that I'm going to put some money on, just again, like maybe a unit, half a unit, just taking some flyers on these teams, I like Purdue, Purdue's probably going to get a full unit, maybe, actually Purdue's probably getting up maybe two units to win, um, to win outright, give me Duke also, Charlie, plus 265, I like the juice there, um, I'm probably going to, I'll put a unit on Duke, why not, give it a shot, see what happens there, uh, I like Oklahoma State, Again, I'm not going to give you a side on this one, but I'm going to give you. I I will just like take a flyer on Oklahoma State, probably a unit here plus 189 to win outright. Here's one completely off the radar. I'm going to put a flyer on. I'll put a unit on Utah State plus 167 to win at wyoming i have not watched wyoming play since week one i know they've gotten a little bit better but i watched them play illinois in week one and wyoming could not complete a forward pass it was one of the worst offensive efforts i've ever seen in my life and that's just kind of stuck with me utah state has changed quarterbacks cooper laga is the guy now and uh he's kind of kick that offense a little bit so i, I like utah state plus 167 as, a, as an upset special there as well so yeah i think those are the, the money lines i'm gonna go with charlie with uh, outright underdogs to win
0: all right what's your parlay
1: you want me to go first?
0: Oh well, I guess I can. You go first. Alright. Um, so I was looking at games and I was like, oh, I'll take Texas. Okay. Then I wanted to get on your TCU bandwagon.
1: I appreciate the help support. You out. positive vibes. And
0: then I was like, well, we're both Texas. All right. So we'll just make it a Texas theme. And okay. Throw a Texas I like A&M this. in there.
1: Okay, so we've got Texas, TCU, and A M.
0: Yeah, and it would pay out at 257.
1: Plus two fifty seven. I actually like I think that might hit Charlie. I hope it hits. I mean, I need to hit for TCU. I like that one. You've been very good on these parlays lately. I was really good on the parlays the first couple weeks, and I've missed two or three in a row. It hasn't been great. It's always one game. It's always one game. So what am I going to do? I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial it back. I'm going to be a little more conservative here, and I'm going to go with a three-leg parlay. All right? No more five-leg parlays for the show. I'll still do them, but not for the show. I'm going to give you BYU, Houston, and Penn State. Three-leg parlay, BYU, Houston, Penn State. That's gonna pay out at plus two forty seven. I like that one, guys. If I lose one one of these, again, it's just one game I lose. I I might I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna lose my mind. But I feel good about this one, guys. I feel good about this entire card, actually. I like this. I like this. BYU Houston, Penn State, plus 247, Charlie at Texas, TCU, AM. Yep. Alright, sweet.
0: All right, well, we gotta go over all of them. Let's do it. You have a lot to go over. I'll go first. Vandy, plus 14 at Mizzou. Texas minus six at Oklahoma State, Mississippi State at Bama, take Bama minus twenty one. Texas A&M at South Carolina, South Carolina plus three. Kansas State at TCU, taking TCU minus three and a half. Arizona State plus three at Stanford. I like that. Purdue at Wisconsin, taking Wisconsin minus two and a half. Don't like that. Which you're fighting. Uh, Syracuse at Clemson, taking the under fifty. And then UCLA plus six at Oregon. Upset special is Ole Miss over LSU in Death Valley. And Parlay is Texas, TCU, and Texas A&M.
1: And Charlie, I just want to give you a round of applause. Actually, a standing ovation for Charlie here, guys, for soldiering through this episode, even though you can barely talk. Bravo. Star of the podcast. This is why everyone loves you. This is why everyone tunes in to listen to you. All right. um, I do have a lot. I always have a lot. Ole Miss at LSU over 64. Vandy at Mizzou, over 51. Also give me Missouri, over 33.5 team total. Texas A&M, minus three on the road in Columbia, South Carolina. Also give me the A&M team total, over 23.5. Give me Georgia Tech in Virginia, under 47 in an ugly Thursday night game. Give me Clemson at Syracuse, like Charlie, under 50. Kansas Baylor, over 59 points. I don't know why that point total is at 59, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the trap. Uh, Texas Tech, West Virginia, another big 12 over. Give me over 65 there. Houston, minus three at Navy, coming off the bye week, facing the triple option. Give me Penn State in a wide out, minus four at home over Minnesota. Um, Purdue, love the boilers in this one. Give me Purdue, plus two and a half on the road at Wisconsin. Also give, I, hey, I made somebody last week fading Wisconsin with Michigan State, guys, and Purdue is far better than Michigan State. So give me Purdue, plus two and a half. Also give me Purdue, over Wisconsin outright as an upset special, Oregon-UCLA over 69.5, I usually don't like those big overs, but this one I feel good about, BYU minus 6.5 at Liberty, Washington minus 7 on the road at Cal, Duke plus 9 at Miami, Oklahoma State versus Texas, I'm going to take Oklahoma State as an upset special there, Utah State is an upset special, Duke I'm also going to take a flyer on as an upset special, but my primary upset special, if I had to give like one to give out to you guys, it's Purdue. I just, I I won a lot of money last week on something I didn't give out, so I felt guilty and I want to give those out. This week, uh, my parlay, I'm, I'm raining it in this week, BYU, Houston, Penn State, all to win outright paying out. Was it two plus 247 on that one, Charlie? All right, so a lot of picks.
0: That's it for this week. You feel good
1: about this card, Charlie? Hope so. I do. I feel good about this. I mean, again, like like the first time we had a losing week, we bounced back big. I feel good about this. I think we're gonna bounce back. So it's weird, Charlie. Um, no, no Georgia football. I, we know you love a bye week. Do you still not have any plans? You're just gonna hang around, and chill out. I need to rest. You need to rest. You, I'm honestly, you do. I, again, I appreciate you being here i'm sure the listeners appreciate it so have some fun guys i know that there's no georgia football but there's still college ball and that's what we love we love georgia football number one obviously but we also love college football so enjoy your college football weekend thank you guys for being here we always appreciate that for charlie i'm tyler and as
2: always go dogs